0: Jason Light is the Michael Jordan of GMs. That and more coming up next on Locked On Bucks.
1: You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
0: day. What's up, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, and the 10 Tampa Bay Plus app that you can find on your Roku device and Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Jarco, Deputy Editor of SBNation's nationsbucksnation.com Here on my day off with my co-host, Mr. David Harrison of Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Of course, you can follow everything on Twitter, at locked on bucks at JRCO underscore bucks and at d Harrison82. And if you're not watching on YouTube, that uh that cold open is exactly why you should watch, subscribe, set the notifications on YouTube because um that was beautiful.
1: There there was some goat work going on in the in the cold open there. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL, the goat of sports sports books. Make every moment more. Visit fanDuel.com/slash locked on today. To get started, the Buccaneers may be bringing in a veteran running back. That's speculation coming from Tampa Bay Times' own Rick Stroud. We're going to dive into that. Also, the Buccaneers have a quarterback, and somehow that is not the lead story (laughs) on this episode because Jason Light has been cooking, ladies and gentlemen. The MJ of GMs. I mean, look, we have defended Jason Light on this show, we've pointed out the good deeds that he's done. But even the most steadfast Jason Light hater has to admit that this man is doing some things because Jamel Dean is coming back. Other Mm -hmm. Bucks are coming back. Mm -hmm. Levante David, our lead story, is coming back. James via Josina Anderson. Levante David is returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the deal is a one-year deal, fully guaranteed $7 million. Those numbers via Tom Pellicero and Ian Rappaport of NFL Media, NFL.com, NFL Network. Lamonte David coming back for his 12th season. James, look, I got a new cell phone case on on Wednesday. I got a new sweater on Wednesday that I'm wearing right now. It's like a sweater hoodie combo. It's amazing. I'm wearing the Chicago J2s. You're wearing the playoff 13s. Or 12s. No, no, no.
0: I'm wearing the flu games, baby.
1: You're wearing my bad, my bad. You're wearing the flu game, Jays. I'm not saying that we helped cause all this, but look, we, we synchronized Jays. They're both red and Jason light felt the energy. and was like, you know what guys, I got some, I got some MJ greatness for you as well. And the league year, I mean, we're doing this episode before the league year even started. That's how much news there is. And we're like, do we have to do an episode? We can't wait till after 4 PM. We got to lay this down because there's too much to talk about.
0: Yeah, no no doubt about it. And who knows, there may be a full episode's worth of stuff coming after 4 o'clock because we already know that there's going to be moves made by the Buccaneers when the new league year starts. We know that uh, Cameron Brait and Leonard Fournette are out the door when the new league year begins. But none of that eclipses the fact that Levante David is back. And, and to answer your question, I'm honestly shocked. So. I really, really thought that Levante David was gone. I was talking about it in our Bucks Nation group chat with Gil and Mike and, and Mr. Bucks Nation, James Hill, and, and all the rest of the guys. I was like, look, I love Levante. He's been a staple. His His number is going to be in the rafters. He is going to go down as one of the all-time greats in franchise history, but he doesn't have a lot of time left. Does he really want to be part of another rebuild? Does he really want to stick around? and wait for them to sign or draft a franchise quarterback to get back into playoff contention and and championship contention? Or is he going to go to a Cincinnati? Is he going to go to a Buffalo who we knew had interest in him? Uh, Miami, that door closed pretty quickly. But I thought for sure Levante David was going to head somewhere where he can make money and contend for a championship. Instead, he's a, a man true to his word. He said he wanted to retire a Buccaneer. Now, I'm not saying a one-year deal is going to allow that to happen, but it certainly opens the door a little bit wider than it was just two hours ago for that to be able to happen. So Jason Light works some magic, John Spytek, Mike Greenberg, you know, that bucks press there, the, the. Jordan Pippen Rodman of Salary Cap Gurus uh out there in Tampa Bay making it work and bringing back number 54. I don't I don't think there's a move that the Buccaneers could have made that would have made Bucks fans happier than that one. Yeah.
1: I mean that's a legit move and and that's that's a muscle flex. I mean again, you bring back Jamal Dean, you sign a quarterback to come in and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but you bring in Baker Mayfield uh, as well and then you still find the way uh to to retain Levante David. that's why we tell everybody all offseason don't worry about the salary cap don't worry about don't worry about those numbers don't worry about the negative 54 million we, we got it like it looks scary but believe me these guys can make this thing work out um I'm surprised as well you know what I mean I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised obviously this thing was kind of entering Derek Brooks territory mm-hmm. uh, for me to be quite honest with you if people remember don't want to drudge up any any bad memories but there was a period where Derek Brooks was wanting to still play he wasn't under contract with the Bucs or, or well, yeah. He wasn't under contract with the Bucs and that didn't look like it was gonna be a thing. And he actually considered playing for the New Orleans Saints. And that would have been uh you know, tragic is is oftentimes a, a bad word to use in football language because you know it's football at the end of the day. But seeing Derrick Brooks run around the field uh wearing that Florida lease would have been sickening to to say the least. Um, And you would never hear the end of it from Saints fans if it ever actually happened. Um, So the thought of Levante David going somewhere else was not the exact same, but it was a very, it was a similar uh, type feeling. The Buffalo Bills really appeared to be the only team Mm -hmm. that were kind of rumored and reported out there to be incredibly interested. They end up signing a new linebacker. They also end up, actually, no, they re-signed a linebacker from their own roster and they extended one of the linebackers they currently had after they lost Tremaine Edmonds, which kind of made it a little bit less likely that they were going to go. Uh, the free agent route after spending that much money this offseason on those positions. And at the end of the day, I wrote this for Bucksgame Day.com and our free agent tracker. Um, th- there are uh, 21 linebacker moves, James, have been made this offseason. I don't know if people understand like 21 linebackers have gotten new deals, agreed to deals, or been re-signed by their NFL teams. And linebacker is widely a position that's starting to get minimized uh in the National Football League by a lot of teams. Todd Bowles' defense, however, still relies on those two off-ball linebackers being very dynamic so really at the end of the day not just because of the history and the 11 years that levante has spent with the buccaneers already but because of scheme as well this really was the best location for levante to to uh, to flex his skill set and he gets another year with Devin white hopefully that has an impact on Devin white a little bit more than we've seen already and you know other things happen but that's kind of the next question everybody james kind of had linebacker pretty high i mean there were some some you know like trenton simpson or trent simpson Out of Clemson was like, uh, you know, a potential early draft pick option for the Buccaneers. Now, though, with Levante back, it's only one year. So the future past 2023 still is not 100% set. But you have Levante, Dave, and you have Devin White back for 2023. That gives you the opportunity to go fill some of these other more immediate holes. You still want a target linebacker, I feel like, right? So you have KJ Britt. You've got Levante. You've got Devin. Where do you put a round need round in the NFL
0: draft need for a linebacker at this point. I would still put it as high as a potential day two pick. I don't think they're going with the Simpson or the Drew Sanders uh, with their first round pick, but you can still absolutely see the Bucs take a linebacker in round three. Look, I mean, this is great, great news that Levante David is back, but both he and Devin White, are free agents after this upcoming season unless an extension gets done with uh, with Devin White ahead of time. And even so, that still leaves one potential vacant spot. So it's still uh, certainly in play for one of the higher round picks. Not a first, but I could see them pulling the trigger in the second or the third because Todd Bull's defense is a very difficult one to learn and become acclimated to. And if you want a seamless transition, you need to get a guy that you believe is a starter now so that going into year two, he's already comfortable with where he is as a linebacker and can slide right into that starting spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I'm going to go a little bit lower, um, but I'm also going to give you a name. So you're coming a little bit high. still, which is going to get people excited. I'm going to come a little bit lower, which is going to kind of dull the excitement, but I'm going to give you a name, which should hopefully spike that up. I'm going fourth round and I'm going to lane linebacker, Dorian Williams. And yes, The Buccaneers do not have a fourth round draft pick right now, but just like the salary cap, don't worry about that. Also, don't worry about whether or not the Buccaneers are going to have legit competition for Kyle Trask at the quarterback position because he is here. He is the guy that I have been saying all offseason. I didn't want to come. James wanted him. James got him. We're going to find out why this thing is a good deal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up next on today's episode of locked on bucks and today's episode of locked on bucks is brought to you by FanDuel, the number one america or america's number one sports book in america the america's number one sports book in america james that's what FanDuel is look the final stretch of the nba regular season is here and just like this ad read there are some nba teams that are just not executing very well and will not probably be playing into the playoffs however When you download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, you will be playing into the NBA postseason, and you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 if you are a new customer, and that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't pan out. So you can go hard on that first bet. If it doesn't work, don't worry about it. You're not going to get your money back, but you will get all that money back in bonus bets to restack your chips. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and even threes drained. The Buccaneers still have fairly low odds to win next year's Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield, Levante David, Jamal Dean coming back. Still some other moves maybe on the horizon. You might want to get in on those odds before they get too much higher for the Buccaneers. If you're looking for more current action, FanDuel even lets you place multiple bets to get chances at bigger payouts with same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. An official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or your first view every single day. We are your Jordan wearing co-hosts of this Locked On Bucks podcast, James would Jarko and David that, Harrison.
0: Would you say that FanDuel is the Jason Light of sports books? FanDuel is the Jason Light of sports books.
1: Absolutely, the goat, the goat of sports books um speaking of well he's not the goat but look he's still a good player right baker mayfield coming in to the tampa bay buccaneers it was rumored prior to the beginning of legal tampering i love that phrase is my favorite phrase phrase we use for everything legal tampering uh prior to legal tampering it was rumored that baker mayfield would be legally tampered with by the tampa Bay buccaneers during the legal tampering window and that legal tampering has led to a legal agreement one year up to 8.5 million dollars per Ian Rapport and Tom Pellisaire. My understanding is about four million dollars mm-hmm. in guaranteed money, which uh to me, James, is kind of a split. We Spot Track said six million. Mm-hmm. We kind of said probably more like eight million. So the Bucks came in with four guaranteed up to 8.5. So really we both win. Spot track can, can pat themselves on the back. We can pat ourselves on the back, but mostly you can pat yourself on the back because we've been talking about this for weeks. I have been off the Mayfield train. You have been on it. Tell us why this
0: is going to be a good thing for the Bucks. Well, I think the money says a lot, right? Baker Mayfield is not being handed anything. I think we are going to see a legit competition for the starting job. And I don't think the Baker Mayfield agrees to this deal without understanding that going in. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what you've been asking for, right? You've been asking for... You know, if you're going to bring in somebody, Kyle Trask deserves the opportunity to get a shot at the starting job. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. With all of that said, I do think that a Baker Mayfield with a chip on his shoulder could be a very effective quarterback in a Dave Canales system. So he could very well lead the Buccaneers to a playoff spot and winning the NFC South because we've seen movement in the NFC South with quarterbacks, right? Derek Carr and Jameis Winston in New Orleans, Andy Dalton and God knows who in Carolina, Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke in Atlanta. But Baker Mayfield is just as good as any of those guys right now, right? So the competition is still wide open if Baker wins the job. And and I, Mm -hmm. I continue to stress that because I think it's important. I wasn't pounding the table so much for Baker Mayfield to come in as the starter. But I felt that Tampa Bay is a place where he could succeed if he won the job. So I like the move. I like the money. And let's be honest, Baker Mayfield for $4 million, And then you have Daniel Jones getting what he's getting with the Giants. And Baker Mayfield has better numbers than Daniel Jones. So it's a yeah. super bargain compared to what the New York Giants are doing. Uh, and who knows? If he leads the Bucs to an NFC South title and a playoff berth, maybe wins a playoff game like he did in Cleveland just two years ago, their first one since 1994. Now you're not having to use a first-round pick on a quarterback in next year's draft, and you can re-sign Baker and and keep things going there. So a a lot of potential and possibilities from this signing, but again, need to see the legit competition. Give Trask his shot. But Baker is far from a bad, uh, you know, plan B if if Trask can't win it. Yeah, look,
1: I'm going to call it right now. Baker Mayfield is going to be a starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I do hope, like you just said, I do hope that they give Kyle Trask his opportunity. Look, this is a second round draft pick. You picked him in the second round for a reason. I don't care that was a final pick in the second round. He's a second round pick. You picked him for a reason. You picked him on day two for a reason. And I will tell you right now that NFL teams, they, if they pick you first round to fourth round, they expect you to be a contributor on their team. Maybe not rookie year, but at least eventually. So Kyle Trask being a second round pick, you don't pick a guy like that without the expectation that he at least could could become a, a contributor. What I what I do like about this, right? So look, I've I've been voiceless about not wanting the the Buccaneers to go Baker Mayfield. I think that he's already kind of proven that even with really good weapons like he had uh, in Cleveland and a solid defense that he just doesn't have uh everything it takes I broke down the numbers on how likely it is that an NFL team gets a quarterback on his third or fourth try with a franchise and that actually turns into a Super Bowl championship I got it but at the end of the day the deal is done so whether I liked it or whether I wanted it or, or not it's done now it's time to look at what this could mean for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or for Baker Mayfield so what I do like is you have two guys here in Mayfield and Trask that both know what it's like to fight for what they're getting right Baker Mayfield is a, is a guy who wasn't highly touted coming into college transferred Uh, from one school to another had to go earn his starting job uh in oklahoma everybody kind of doubted him coming i remember the nfl draft like he was a first-round quarterback so it's kind of hard to be like you know they're poo-pooing him too much but he was not projected to be the number one guy by anybody ends up being the number one guy then he goes to cleveland there's the immaturity questions the effort questions all this other stuff kind of has to prove his way there i really honestly felt like we got to a point where baker mayfield had proven himself to the cleveland browns that obviously turned out to be incorrect so in Kyle Trask's history of being a backup in high school backup in college before you know what I mean we, we've been over that so I like the fact that both of these guys are guys who know what it's like to push a boulder up the mountain what I also like about this from a Baker Mayfield standpoint and now that I'm forced to kind of look at this is Baker's always kind of had that chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. where it's Baker Mayfield against the world but it's always been a little bit of a a negative it's always been out of anger more than anything else I think this Baker chip The chip on Baker's shoulder now is one of failure. Honestly, look okay. At Oklahoma, you could say nobody thought I could do it. At Cleveland, you could say nobody thought I could do it. Listen, dude, you've fallen, you have fallen as far as any number one overall pick can fall without being out of the league. You know what I mean? Like, the next step for you to fall is being next to Ryan Leaf on the Good Morning Football or Good Morning Football America desk, which I don't even know why that's a thing, but. That's that's the only net level you have to fall. So Baker Mayfield has fallen. Like this isn't other people telling you you fall. Like, like, no, bro, you've fallen. You are you are at the bottom. Now he's got to push his way back up. And I think that's a different type of chip on his shoulder. I'm very interested to see what type of Baker Mayfield the Buccaneers get. And I like the fact that neither of these guys is really coming in with an operational, functional advantage. Kyle right. Trask, I mean, maybe he's at the playbook for what? Maybe a month more. Look, that's that's not when you combine Baker Mayfield's operational experience to Kyle Trask having the playbook for a month longer. If the playbook, honestly, is even out yet, that's not enough of an advantage to really be an advantage. So both of these guys essentially are coming in on a flat plane. But I just do. I think Baker Mayfield fits Dave Canales more. And honestly, man, Dave Canales can turn Baker Mayfield into his sixth straight quarterback going to a Pro Bowl. uh, It would be Baker's first Pro Bowl. Dave Canales might be a head coach this time next year if he can make that happen. But like you said, the Buccaneers would probably have a playoff caliber quarterback, still have some, some good pieces on defense, and then how depending on how they invest their draft picks this year, be uh, in place for a future. And look, this rebuild suddenly is, is not a rebuild, which Jason Light told us the whole time was not going to be a rebuild.
0: Yeah, and, and is, all of this certainly doesn't stop the Buccaneers from drafting one. I know I mentioned linebacker in, in round three. You could get a quarterback in round three. They still only really have two on the roster. You could see them bring in Drew Locke for kind of a vet minimum deal, or you could see them draft quarterback, something that you've been calling for. You have Hendon Kyle Trask and, and uh, you know Drew Locke and, and Hendon Hooker all all competing. So exactly. it, it is still very possible that they, they see a quarterback in this draft that could fall to them. And they're like, you know what? We're going to roll the dice with this guy too, so that maybe we don't have to enter the quarterback market at all. In the next draft yep. and we can utilize that to continue to build around baker or hendon or kyle so um yeah and, and i hooker
1: it, in the third dorian williams
0: in the fourth yeah and it's a great point by you that you know what baker and kyle are on a level playing field right now because it's a new system for everybody so this this really could be the most true quarterback competition we've seen in an nfl training camp in quite a long time there could also be another new face at that training camp at the running back position we talk about that coming up next here on locked on bucks Wrap things up here on a wild wacky free agency edition of the locked on bucks podcast and multiple reports as of this recording Again, we are recording before the new league year officially begins at 4 o'clock on Wednesday. Want to make that very, very clear. Multiple reports are that the Dallas Cowboys are going to release Ezekiel Elliott. And according to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, the Buccaneers will be interested in Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing that is now happening. Uh, Maybe uh, uh, like Baker, a big fat thick slice of humble pie for Ezekiel Elliott will not make his contract uh, astronomical. You do have the connection with Skip Pete, who was his running backs coach in Dallas, uh, who is now in Tampa. Of course, that's the same running backs coach that, Helped Tony Pollard emerge to be the RB one over Ezekiel Elliott, but here's the question, David: uh, Do you think that the Buccaneers should want Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, I, I think
1: absolutely. I think you should you should want to look at the services of a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. He's had some injury history, you know, and 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 some some missteps in the National Football League. And obviously, Tony Pollard is a guy that overtook him and kind of showed. That he could be that better running back but zeke is still i mean he's gonna be 28 soon but he's not quite, quite 28 and when you look at again the salary cap situation that's what you know this year specifically that's what all these conversations are going to come back to understand that the dallas cowboys are releasing him or reportedly releasing him with guaranteed money still on the table i mean they're about to take a 30 million dead cap number those dead cap numbers come from money that is owed to ezekiel elliott now his bonus is if i if i if i can see this correctly um is seven and a half million dollars is his bonus like that's not much of a bonus really at all i mean only 1.5 million of his guaranteed money this year is signing bonus which means there's a lot of guaranteed money that ezekiel elliott would be getting paid right now to not play football for the dallas cowboys so what that does is yes he could go out and look and say like look the money dallas is paying me has nothing to do with you we're talking fresh money right or he could say let me go to the right situation and stack a little bit more money on top of what i'm already making and that's how you get a kind of a team-friendly deal in a situation like this and and as far as the humble pie thing is is kind of concerned right so i have some of my favorite pre-media moments as a buckeyes fan is i remember when ohio, when ohio state when ezekiel elliot and michael thomas were still at ohio state and actually i think this might have been right in the beginning of when i started writing about football um I was tweeting. every. I got to watch Buckeye games and get really frustrated because Urban Meyer is trash. And I would say the Buckeyes offense uh, is not using Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas properly. And on occasion would get likes from Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas when I tweeted <laughs> things like that. And I was very surprised because I'm publicly criticizing your coaches and you're liking my tweets criticizing your coaches. And I saw them at their pro day. Uh, so yeah, so this actually was the very beginning of my 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 sports media time. Um yeah, I saw them at their pro day, and guess what they were doing? They were doing at their pro day everything Ohio State never let them do on the field because they wanted to show NFL teams that they can do those types of things. That takes a little bit of humility, okay. Now, Michael Thomas, I don't know how much humble, humble hum- humility there is in Michael Thomas and Keyshawn's uh, nephew, but Ezekiel Elliott, right? Think about this like the entire time. So, like this, this report is in Zeke wants out. This is the Dallas Cowboys are cutting ties with Which, Aziz, Aziz, and, Ezekiel
0: Elliott. And sorry to jump in. it It mm-hmm. is done. As we are talking about this, the Cowboys have officially informed there Ezekiel Elliott that they are moving on. So Zeke is a free agent now.
1: So, but, and, and, but I want to make it clear, like, because I think that people are going to kind of, this is going to be part of the narrative. Zeke, from, from what we're understanding right now, right, and of course it could change, is not asking to be let out. And again, the reports are Dallas is letting him know that they're moving on. From him, right? The, the Buccaneers have a very valuable part in this entire equation, and that's Skip Pete. You were talking about it prior to recording. That's Skip Pete, Dallas Cowboys running backs coach. He knows who Ezekiel Elliott is. Is Zeke going to be a guy that comes in and works with Rashad White, or is he going to be a guy that wants to come in and run the show and Rashad be be his understudy? That's a question that Skip Pete will know 100% right off the bat. Don't even have to talk to Zeke. I know who this guy is now. If there's a question there, now we can call him and say, hey, dude, how's this going to work? But, James, the question I have from from an outside perspective is, if Ezekiel Elliott comes in, call it a one-year deal most likely, right? Levante's on a one-year, Baker's on a one-year, Zeke's probably getting a one-year. Does that make Rashad White RB1 still? Or do you think there's a competition to be had here?
0: No, I think Rashad White would still be locked and loaded as the number one running back and and it's going to be all about the versatility right and and something that i remember discussing with you back when you were at ohio state's pro day because that's uh, you and i that's when we both were first with uh you know another website um was the the big knock on Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott uh, <laughs> i love uh, it i love it was that he he couldn't catch the ball. And, and no. you and I had like a one-on-one conversation about this, and you're like, no, trust me, he can catch the ball. They no. just didn't have him do it at Ohio State. And since he went to Dallas, he's shown that he can do that. So you have a younger, quicker, faster guy in Rashad White who established himself as a number one caliber running back in the National Football League. If Zeke comes in, he's the perfect complement, but he's the perfect complement in the fact that if Zeke is on the field giving Rashad a breather, or it's a package that they want Zeke in, nothing changes. Zeke no. will still get his nose in there and pick up blitzes. Zeke will still go out into the flat and catch passes and make things happen. He had three consecutive years of over 50 receptions in, in each season. He, It's something that he can do. And then, of course, he can run the ball. Now, do you bring Zeke in in those short yardage situations where Leonard Fournette couldn't get you a yard on third and one or fourth and one? Yeah, probably because he's still a bowling ball of a human. And Ohio State hatred aside, Ezekiel Elliott coming in on a one-year deal to play for Skip Pete, to play in a Dave Canales style of offense, and to be the complement to Rashad White might be exactly what the Buccaneers need. And again, back to the linebacker conversation, back to the quarterback conversation, it does not stop the Buccaneers from drafting a running back. It would give them Rashad. It would give them Zeke. It would give them Keyshawn. You can still bring in another running back. You know, you had four last year, and, and it would be someone to replace Geo, who can be in there on special teams, who can you know be in there in, in certain situations as they develop. So the Buccaneers alleged interest according to Rick Stroud he says that they will have interest not that they might or that they mm-hmm. should but that they will mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense from a schematic standpoint of what Dave Canales wants to accomplish a guy that understands how Skip Pete is going to coach and a guy that is similar enough but also different enough for Rashad White to be the number the, the perfect number two to his number one yeah look um uh,
1: let's go let's go ahead look you know what let's push dory williams to the fifth round we'll get tajay spears out of two lane the running back in the fourth round so we got Hendon hooker in the third tajay in the fourth doreen in the fifth uh i've
0: already done half the work for jason it's um, it's in the
1: jays guys i'm telling you it's in the jays
0: chase brown is offended yeah. by your assumption at it's least okay. sydney in the second can you give me sydney brown right, we in the can get sydney brown in the second okay all right agree we'll,
1: we'll be okay here we'll be okay here um listen So you think that Rashad White is still RB1, even if Zeke comes in. I'll make this quick. I disagree with you because I don't think there is an RB1. I think that Dave Canales is just which running back is best for the situation and the opponent. And that's kind of an unfair answer for me to come back with because it's like it's a very gotcha type of answer. And I didn't mean to do that. But um, I just think it's it's a duo. And then, yeah, whether it's Tajay, whether it's Chase Brown, whether it's anybody, whether it's Muhammad Ibrahim out of Minnesota in the sixth, whoever the other guy is, Keyshawn Vaughn. Will will kind of be in there to kind of sprinkle uh, on top. I look at it like a, a running back fruit tart, James. You have you have the base, which is very solid, very smooth, reliable, dependable. That's Ezekiel Elliott. Then you got the fruit, which which brings all the flavor. That's Rashad White, but someone's got to be the sugar on top. That could be Keyshawn, it could be Chase Brown, it could be Muhammad Ibrahim dropping food analogies on the chef. I think I think I made that work. Um, so yeah, let's let's make it happen. Let's bring in Zeke Elliott and let's see uh let's see what this rebuild looks like, huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, more news to come on that. But that will do it for this episode. And we want to thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every single day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL Draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. By the way, uh, the Buccaneers also re-signed Anthony Nelson, and they tendered D. Delaney and Nick Leverett. Uh, And uh, we're going to be back uh, to dive deeper into all of that, as well as the return of offensive lineman Aaron Stinney a bit more than Evan and I did on uh, WTSP Wednesday. And again, the new league year starts as we were recording this in 22 minutes. So lots more stuff is about to go down. Uh, We will do our best to bring all of our insight and opinion on those moves to you as quickly and efficiently as possible. If you have reactions to Baker Mayfield, to Levante David, to the Ezekiel Elliott rumors at this stage in the game, you can, of course, send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast gmail.com or slide into the DMs at the Locked On Bucks, uh Twitter account at LockedOnBucks. Check out David's work over at BucksGameday.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com and follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy. Fire the cannons! And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.